Well, good morning, Zoe Church. I am so excited to be able to share with you guys today. Uh, as a lot of you know, these last couple of weeks, Greg and I, uh, we had COVID-19. And it's been an interesting time for our family, but we are just so thankful to be okay, to be out of quarantine, and um, that we health-wise, we're doing better and better each day. And we just cannot thank you guys enough for your love, for your support, for your prayers, for the drop-offs, for the meals. Like, we just feel so loved. So thank you so much just for, for being there for us during this time. Um, if I run out of breath today, you know why. My lungs, they're, they're coming back, but they're just taking a little bit longer. Uh, but I'm really excited to share with you today because I really feel like God has placed this message on my heart for someone. Uh, it's Actually, it's been just as much for me as it probably will be for some of you. But how many of you know that 2020 has been a bit of a rough year? To say the least, right? Uh, there's this meme, I'm sure you guys have seen it, and the, there's this lady, she's kind of down on her hands and knees looking out her window, and it's like, what, what day or what um, day in Revelation am I going to see happen today? And that's a little bit how we feel, like, what's going to happen today? Things are always changing, and something new is, seems to always be happening. And the first couple of months of 2020, they seemed okay, right? Like, oh, yeah, new year, this is going to be awesome. And then, boom, COVID hits. And our whole world went a little bit crazy. And things began to change at a very rapid pace. For some of you, it has meant financial difficulties. For some of you, uh, it's meant a loss of a job. For others, it's been really hard relationally. For some of you, mentally, the anxiety and the mental illness has been through the roof. When COVID hit, things and what we knew of life came to a quick halt. And for me, I would have to say the hardest part uh, for the last six months has been just that how life as we knew it, how our normal seemed to change in an instant. And it's almost like I mourned the loss of what life used to be. The things that are so different today, uh, that how church is different, how school is different, how going to Target is different, how relationships are different. Our world has changed, and I have to say I've mourned that a little bit. I've mourned that. And it's easy for me when hard times come to just buck up and like, I'm gonna get through this, I'm fine, I'm strong, and just keep on moving. And never stop and just take a breath and say, okay, how is this affecting me? And that is something um, that I really feel is so important in a season that's hard, in a season that's just different is to stop and say, all right, God, what are you trying to teach me in this season? What are you trying to show me? How are you trying to grow me? And I really felt like God just um, has been showing me the importance to have checkpoints. Checkpoints to just stop and reevaluate my life a little bit. And I don't know about you, but uh, COVID can kind of, Maybe it's brought the best out in you. Maybe this has been an amazing season for you, and you're like, I've never been so great. That is awesome. I am so happy for you. But for a lot of us, I think that COVID, this season of COVID, 
has brought maybe some things out in ourselves that we, didn't, we don't really like, maybe things in ourselves that we didn't really know were there. And sometimes I do think it's necessary to stop, to reflect, and like, all right, God, you're trying to get my attention here. What are you trying to show me? What are you trying to show me? I think it's critical for us as we begin this new season. Fall feels like this new season. We got six, couple more months left of this year to stop and reflect, to look at, to stop and have a checkpoint of the things that are the way our life is going right now. To ask God, like, okay, what do you have for me? And I'm going to just share with you something today that God's really just been placing on my heart. Something that he's really laid on my heart for me as an individual, but for our church, for Zoe Church. I, uh, every year, so at the beginning of 2020, I, I choose a word for the year. And I pray about it. I ask God, like, show me what you would want my word for this year to be. And my word for the year is refresh. And I have to tell you, I'm having a real hard time figuring this word out because I guess what I thought refreshed means, like meant, is not exactly the way I see life playing out right now, if that makes sense. I've been really confused. Like, God, why would you give me the word refresh? This has probably been the most stressful season of my life. And uh, as I began to ask God, as I began to seek God, you guys, something was like made so clear to me. Like, I really felt God say, like, have you ever stopped to think that I want to refresh you? But you've got to get in my word and you've got to get on your knees. That are, those are the only two things that are going to refresh you in this season. And I kind of felt like, oh, duh, Amber, like you should have known that, but I didn't. To get in the word, because you guys, the Bible, God's word, it tells us how to handle times like these. It warns us that times like these are going to come. And if we are gonna get through the hard times, we've got to get in his word. We have got to be praying for this, our country, for our church, for people in our lives that we love. Those are the things that are gonna refresh us. And this world, it feels like a mess right now. And I have caught myself thinking so many times, it's too big of a mess, God. It's too big of a mess. I, I, Greg and I, we, we go on walks, and I always will say to him, like, how are we going to get out of this? How are things ever going to change? And I felt so convicted because God's just been reminding me that he has created me in a unique fashion to get through tomorrow, to get through the next few months. He's created me with passions and things that I'm supposed to run after. Sometimes we get so focused on everyone else and everything else that we forget that, man, run your own race. You've been called for something for such a time as this. And we need to stop and ask God, like, how do you want to use me? How do you want to use me? Focus on the direction that he's called you to. And something I have just really felt God show me is that in this time that feels so chaotic, that feels so hard, that I need to remain focused on the plans and the direction that God's called Greg and I. I need to remain focused on the things that he's called our family to do. I need to remain focused on what he has called Greg and I to do for Zoe Church. 
Those are the things that I need to be running after when things are hard and things are chaotic. And I lose sight of that. I will be the first to admit uh, this has been a fault of mine in this season. I ask God, like, why me? Why would you place me in ministry right now? I'm not equipped for this. Like, why would you put me here? And God has reminded me over and over, I've created you for such a time as this. Uh, a couple months ago, actually a couple years ago, I had a really weird dream. And honestly, I kind of forgot about the dream, but it's one of those that like, it's faintly in the back of my mind all the time. And a friend reminded me of that dream a few months ago. And she said, Amber, do you remember that dream you had? And you were on the bridge um, of Cedar. And you, if, when you're standing on that bridge, you can see the city of Minneapolis. And I'm like, oh my goodness, this dream like came flooding back at me. And I felt God so quietly whisper to me in that moment, I prepared you for such a time as this. And in that dream, I was standing on the bridge of Cedar looking over Minneapolis, and the city was on fire. And you guys, that dream was years ago. God has been creating, has been working um, and using me in for such a time as this. And sometimes we forget that God still wants to use us, even when things seem too big. We get so caught up in everything else that we forget the plan that he has for our life right now. And I know without a doubt that Greg and I, we were called to lead a church during this season. And that doesn't mean it's going to be easy. doesn't mean it's going to be hard. It doesn't mean I'm not going to doubt because, guys, this is going to be a big old news flash to some of you. Me, even as a pastor's wife, I have doubts that God knows what he's doing. I have doubts that God can use me in a place that's chaotic. But those are simply lies that Satan wants to throw at us. And that's why it's, I think it's so important for us to stop, for us to reflect, for us to ask God, like, what, what do you have for me in this season? Because here's the deal. This season is new and unknown to all of us. Like, I didn't go to college to learn how to lead a church through a pandemic and racial hardships that are happening in this world right now. Like, I didn't learn how to go to lead through that. But God has equipped me and he will use me even when I don't feel like I, I'm ready to do it, I'm ready to move forward. God's gonna use you. And I think it's so important for us to stop and have God remind us of the unique ways that he wants to use us, the un unique ways that he's created us in all seasons, even in hard ones. He wants to use your gifts, your passions, to bring glory and honor to him. I love what 2 Timothy 3.16 says. All scripture is God-breathed. So that probably means that we should listen to what it has to say. That probably means we need to refresh our minds and our spirits and what his word has to say, especially in times like these. These last few weeks, I've really felt challenged by 2 Timothy. Uh, 2 Timothy 2 and 3 specifically. And so today, I'm just going to share with you a little bit of what God's been burdening on my heart. Uh, I want to read, I want to start with reading 2 Timothy 3, 1 through 5. It says this, but understand this, that in the last days there will come times of difficulty, for people will be lovers of self, lovers of money, proud, 
abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, heartless, unpleasable, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not loving good, treacherous, reckless, swollen with conceit, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having the appearance of godliness but denying its power. Avoid such people. Man, you guys, I don't know about you, but I feel like we're living in those times right now. And so I'm just going to share with you just three thoughts that I have um, while reading this scripture today. Point number one that I'm going to share with you is this. Hard times will come. And I am sure so many of you are like, yep, Amber, you're right. They will. They will come. They just do. You get out of a hard season, and guess what? The next hard season's around the corner. Hard times will come. Some of you, these last six months, have brought a whole new level with mental illness, with anxiety, with depression, with addictions. Maybe your marriage is falling apart. You've lost your job. Your relationships with friends, maybe even your closest friends, has drastically changed. Whatever it is for you, it can be overwhelming. And it's so good to reach out to someone when you are struggling during these times. The question I think that we all need to ask ourselves is, what am I doing to stop and take care of myself? Because hard times are going to come. And what am I going to do to take care of myself when those hard times come? What am I going to do? And some of you are sitting at home right now, and you're like, yeah, Amber, I would love for you to tell me. What should I do? I don't know what to do because I feel trapped in anxiety. I feel trapped in fear. But I want to tell you this. We have all faced trauma this season. Every single one of us, whether you see it or not, we have faced trauma of some kind. And trauma is not something that we should take lightly. I'm not a counselor or a therapist, and I will never pretend to be. But I do know that if trauma hits and we don't take care of that trauma, it's going to rear its ugly head some other time. And trauma is something that is so easily... It's so easy to just like, I'll deal with it later. I'll deal with this later. Instead of stopping and taking care of it right now. And some of you in this season, the trauma from your childhood, trauma from things that you faced is beginning to be exposed because you never took the time or had the resources to get help, to get whole. And I am not undermining anybody's trauma because trauma is real. And I think that it is so important that we deal with that trauma rather than mask it up. It's easy to just, what, go, go to drugs, even the not-so-bad drugs. You go to those. Or to alcohol. Or to whatever it is that's your thing to go hide. It's easy to do that. But that's not hurting anybody but yourself. Taking care of trauma and healing through trauma is so important. And you will always hear Greg and I say this because, again, we do not claim to be professionals, uh, professional therapists or counselors, but it is so important 
if that's you, for all of us to seek out help. It's okay to ask somebody for help. I always say it's not a sign of weakness when you go see a counselor. It's a sign of strength. It takes strength. It takes courage. But to seek it out so you can be healed and restored from that trauma. Maybe it has been easy for you to isolate yourself during this time. You know, the first couple of weeks, months, we were forced to isolate. And I don't know about you, I'm an extreme extrovert. So that was torture for me. But you know what was really crazy? What became super easy for me, and I saw myself getting into this um, kind of a funk, is like it's easy to isolate yourself once you've been doing it for so long. And some of you, you feel stuck now. You're like, I did this isolation, and now I'm stuck. I don't know how to get out of it. And maybe you continue to isolate yourself out of fear. And I understand that. COVID is a really scary thing. I get that. There's a lot of unknown with it. But it doesn't mean that it should trap you so badly in fear that you begin to lose your life over it. I think that sometimes we need to step out of that isolation in some sort of way to get ourselves back on that path of being healthy and whole. Maybe it means physically you need to get to church. I know there are reasons why some of you aren't back here yet. I totally get that. But maybe some of you, you need to put your mask on, you need to walk in the building, and you need to sit in the back row by yourself, and you need to be here with people, with the community, because you are so lonely, and you see yourself spiraling in a downhill spiral, and it's not healthy, and you know it. Maybe you need to reach out to a friend and say, hey, I'm really struggling. I feel alone. We have gotten so many calls of people who feel alone. And the thing that I will say over and over again is, I get it. It's a lonely time. I totally get it. I'm living in the same world as you. But it's going to take you stepping out in some way to find somebody that you can speak to to get yourself out of that to find that community again. Maybe it means meeting someone for coffee outside. Maybe it means sitting six feet apart with somebody. I don't know what it means for you to take one step out of it, but I want to encourage you. That is going to bring you to a place of health, stepping out of that place where you feel so trapped. Maybe if you're wondering, like, God, can I even trust you right now? I've seen a lot of things in 2020. Can I even trust you? And I know, like, that's not what we're supposed to say at church. Our pastor's wife probably really isn't supposed to say that. But man, you guys, I, I struggle with trusting God sometimes, especially when I see chaos that seems to be so out of control. Things, the hurt, the, the things that, the anger, the hate, I wonder, like, God, where are you? Like, can I even trust you? And first of all, I want to say this. It's okay if you've thought that. It's okay. Like, God can handle it. But I also want to say this. Satan wants nothing more for us in a season of hard, in a season of really horrible things that are happening around our world. He wants to isolate us. 
He wants to feed our minds with fear, with anxiety. That is, he wants us to doubt God. And he wants to destroy you. He knows our weak points, and he's going to try to use those to defeat us. But guess what, you guys? We serve a God who is so much bigger than that, who wants to show himself faithful and who will show himself faithful to us time and time again if we simply just call on his name, if we simply just get in his word, if we simply just get on our knees and ask God to refresh us with his promises. There's a lot, a lot of hurt that is being exposed right now. And for some of you, I will never understand the hurt that you're walking through, ever. And I want to understand it. I want to try to understand it. But I'm simply never going to fully get it. And I just want to say that I am so sorry for the hurt in your life that you've endured and for the hurt that's just being exposed right now. I'm sorry that you feel, maybe you feel hate, you feel anger, you feel bitterness because of the things that you've walked through. And I don't take any of that lightly. In my heart, seriously, I just like ask God to restore you, to show himself faithful to you in this time because the only thing that can take away hate, bitterness, anger, is the love of God. That's the only thing. I don't know the pain that some of you are walking through. But I hope and pray that you find restoration. I hope and pray that the trauma that you faced in this last year, that you allow God to restore you. Maybe God just simply needs to soften your heart in new ways. I just pray that like God gives you grace to walk through this next season. And I also, on the flip side, I'm, ask, I'm asking God to give me grace for those that are hurting that I can't understand their hurts. I can't understand the level of pain that they walk, they're walking through. You guys, we need to be people of grace. And so many times in this season, in these last few months, I have been angry. <laughs> and I have been reminded time and time again that man, the grace that God gives to me every single day is nothing compared to the grace that I need to offer to others. Because if he can love me, through all my junk, then I can offer grace to those that are hurting. And I know we know this, but when you are in those hard times, when we're in these hard times, the hard times that I'm, I'm reading about in Timothy, that Paul is writing to Timothy saying, hey, beware, watch for these hard times. We feel like we're in those right now because Paul is warning Timothy of what's to come. And I feel like we need to just be aware of what is happening around us. We need to know that we know that we know what is true. And Greg and I, from the beginning of COVID, uh, we've just really felt that we needed to fight for unity. And it's not the popular thing to do by any means. Um, and we get all kinds of special love notes. <laughs> uh, telling us how we should or shouldn't do things. But here's the deal, you guys. I don't care what people have to say because I've been called right now, Greg and I have been called right now to lead a church that brings about unity. And that's a really hard thing to do right now, to be honest with you. 
fighting for unity in hard times, it's tricky. And I'm learning a lot, and I'm learning a lot. And you won't always like the way we lead. You won't always like the things we choose to do. Or you might disagree with the things we say or agree to, that we're never going to agree on everything that we have to say. But here's one thing that I know is true, is we need to be aware of one of Satan's greatest tactics, and that is causing division within the body of Christ. Satan wants nothing more than to bring about disunity within his body. And Greg and I will fight for that unity time and time again. Because you know what? 2020, it's been rough, for sure. But harder times are coming, you guys. Harder times are coming. And if we aren't unified as one, man, we're going to be in trouble. Because what I am seeing right now are brothers and sisters in Christ fighting against one another. Instead of saying, hey, let's walk together. Let's shine the love of Jesus so bright for this world to see together. We might not agree on everything, and that's okay, but we're going to shine the, his light, and we are going to love others so much so that people come to find Jesus. And that's what it's all about, you guys. That's what it's all about. So we need to be paying attention, and we need to be grounded and what we know is true. And point number two is we need to watch ourselves. You guys, this is a big one. This is a big one for me. Um, when hard times come, we need to watch ourselves. It is so, so easy to lose focus on what we believe when the noise around us is so loud. It is so easy. <laughs> to react and let our emotions come out first that we're not even thinking about how we're treating other people. We're not even thinking about glorifying God. We're just reacting out of feelings. We're reacting out of emotion. We need to check our hearts. I need to check my heart and ask God, like, what am I reacting to? And what am I operating out of? Is it hurt? Is it pain? Is it fear? Is it anxiety? Is it frustration? Sometimes we don't even know why we're reacting in the way we're reacting. And here's what I've learned in my 36 years of life. I, a lot of times, don't see the way that I'm reacting is hurtful to other people. There are people in my life that I love and trust that sometimes see it for me and call me out on it. And so maybe you're like, I don't even know why I'm acting the way I am. I don't even know why I feel the way I feel. I don't even know. I feel like such a mess. Why don't you ask somebody that is close to you to help you? Like, hey, do you see something? Like, what am I reacting out of? I just got out of a season like this, you guys, where I was hurt and I was reacting, then hurtful to the people I love most, and I didn't even know I was doing it until people in my life that I love and care about said, hey, Amber, I think you need to deal with this. I think you need to watch yourself on this. Sometimes we need the people around us to help us get through hard times. Do you ever feel like you're acting, you no, know, the way you're acting isn't right, but you like just want to ignore it and mask it and like, I'm just gonna, I don't know why I'm reacting this way and I'm not gonna deal with it. No, just me, good. I'm so glad it's just me. 
But we mask pain and try to get out of the hard stuff a lot of times with things that only bring about more destruction. So maybe some of you today, you are masking that pain with drugs, with alcohol, with working out, with eating. I don't know what it is for you. Whatever it is, be aware that you are covering up hurt and pain. And that is only going to be destructible to your life. The result isn't freedom. It's destruction. You need to watch yourself. Watch the way you are reacting to people. Watch the way you're speaking to others. Because maybe at the end of the day, you need to stop and take a look at yourself. Like, God, man, what's going on with me? What's going on with my heart? And maybe some of you, you're not even at that point right now. You are just operating out of hate. You are operating out of anger. And I just, again, am praying that God just brings a new peace that you've never experienced before to your life. I think we're seeing it all over right now. And um, one of the places we all can see it happening and playing out is on social media. And I know that's a hot button for a lot of you, but I'm going to say this. Is your social media account bringing unity or is it bringing destruction within the body of Christ? Yeah. Is your social media account, the things you write on social media, is it bringing unity or are you losing friends over it? I, you are free to do and say whatever you want on social media. But the things that I'm observing, the things that break my heart, is that we can go on social media and blurp out all the bar, bad words and things and thoughts that we have, and they're so hurtful to other people. They're bringing damage to other people. And then what happens is people comment on those posts, and now we're fighting. Now we're fighting via social media for the world to see. And maybe some of you are like, oh, Amber, I don't fight where people can see. I private message people. That's so much better. No, it's not. What happened to speaking to each other's faces? What happened about having conversation with one another? Because at the end of the day, people are going to come to find Jesus because of the way we love other people. And sometimes I go onto social media and I'm like, whoa, nobody is loving anybody today. We're just a big mess of hate. Are the things that you're point, posting on social media pointing people to Christ? Or are they doing the opposite? People are watching you at all times. And especially if you claim to be a follower of Jesus, People are watching you and the way that you live your life. You never know the effect your life will have on someone else. People are always watching you. And I, I have witnessed this firsthand. I have not always lived my life for Jesus. Um, and if you know my story, you know that I was lost for a really long time. But here's what I know. When you are living for Jesus and his love shines through you, people are drawn to that. The hurting, the people that feel lost and trapped, they are drawn to that light. 
And that's why it is so important that we watch ourselves, that we watch the way we're treating other people, that we watch the way we handle ourselves on social media. Because people are watching and at the end of the day, you guys, what matters most on this earth isn't what you posted on social media. It's about people coming to find Jesus, that the lost will find him, will find freedom, will find peace. And in a world that we're living in right now, man, you guys, we need that. We need Jesus more than ever before. So we need to watch ourselves because people are watching you. People are watching you and wondering, why are you different? Why is following Jesus different? When it, look, it looks like you're living just like everybody else is. How are you different than everybody else? How are we different? Let his light shine through you so others will find him. Something that I you know about me is I, I'm real, I'm raw, I'm authentic. I share my mess with other people because embracing the struggle, what we're all about here at Zoe Church, is what, it, that's authentic. That's being real. I will always be transparent with you. And here's the deal, though. I can't share my mess. I can't share the problems, the struggles that I have if I don't deal with them first. If I don't bring them to the, to the feet of Jesus and say, okay, God, restore me. Use me for your glory and your glory alone. I need to take care of my junk before I can worry about anybody else. Before we act, before we write something on social media, lay it at the feet of Jesus and then react. Ask him, like, God, is this showing your love? Is this showing your compassion? Will this bring about unity? Will this bring peace to a really broken world? In all of these things that I've just talked about, we need to be aware. Stand firm on what you know is true. Stand firm on what the word of God says. But also, you guys, run your own race. Run after the things that God has called you to. I have passions. I have desires. And when I talk about them, you can see that that's a passion of mine. But I got to be focused on running after those things, my things that I am passionate about, and stop focusing on what everybody else is passionate about. We all have different passions. And that's actually a really beautiful thing. That's what makes us so unique and so different from one another. Life would be really boring if we were all the same. If Greg and I were the same, that would be so boring because I'm way more fun than he is. But seriously, it would. We need to think about the race that God has called us to and worry about that. Stay in your own lane. Stay in your own lane. Point number three. Pursue the right things. Whew. What we should be running after now more than ever. And you guys, this one is a really hard one for me. I'm going to read with you uh, 2 Timothy 2, 22 through 25. Flee from youthful passions and pursue righteousness, faith, 
love, and peace, along with those who call on the Lord from a pure heart. But reject foolish and ignorant disputes, because you know that they breed quarrels. The Lord's servant must not quarrel, must, but must be gentle to everyone, able to teach, and patient, instructing his opponents with gentleness. Perhaps God will grant them repentance, leading them to the knowledge of the truth. Oh, man, you guys. I'm going to be honest with you right now. Remember I said, like, I'm real, I'm raw and authentic. Sometimes I don't like to be. <laughs> but I, um, I rewrote this message four times. Yep, you heard it right, four times. And each time I had to delete what I wrote or I had to change some things that I wrote, and this is why. I wanted to spill out all my frustrations of what I've seen in these last six months. I've wanted to spill out all my hurt. I've wanted to uh, get mad and set people straight on the things that I've been seeing happen in the body of Christ. And I wanted to yell at the top of my lungs and give my opinion, because now's my time, right? It's just me and the camera. <laughs> But you guys, would that be instructing the flock with gentleness? No, probably not. Would it bring unity? No, probably not. Because it starts with four things, you guys. It starts with righteousness, which means be holy, do what is right. Faith, faith in God, love, that means laying down my own rights for other people. Oh, that's a hard one. And for it, it means peace. And that is what we can only find in God. The peace that passes all understanding. We need to run after these things. The rest of the things that we try to do, they're not working. <laughs> and they're not going to work. But these four things, we need to be praying over our families, over our churches, over our country. We need to be believing that, like, God, you can bring about peace, love, when things seem so chaotic. And to do these four things, four things that we're called to do, right? It tells us to do these things in Scripture we need to lay down our own self. And that's hard because my flesh is losing faith in other people. My flesh is losing hope that we can have peace in our country. My flesh is questioning if there can be unity within the body of Christ. My flesh wants to get angry and mad at people because of how they're reacting. But none of that, none of that is going to lead people to Jesus. We need to pursue the right things. We need to pursue these four things because he wants to use us. He wants to use me. He wants to use you to bring love, peace, righteousness to others around us. So we need to allow him to use us to work through us. The word of God tells us that people are going to know us by the way we love others. 
They're going to know that we're different by the way that we love others. And it's not always easy. It's not always easy. But let's pursue, let's try to run after these four things. Because you guys, we don't know what the next six months hold. I know, you're like, well, Amber, good luck with unity and righteousness and faith because there's an election coming up. Yep, you're right, there is. But guess who's greater than all of that? The God I serve, he is greater than all those other things. And I'm going to run after those four things. And I hope I'm not running after them alone. And I know there are going to be times where I want to say, forget it. Probably this morning, I was like, I don't want to love anymore. I'm done. People frustrate me. Like, that's not what God does. It's not what he says to me when I'm behaving like a snot. Like, let's pursue these four things and love others. Because at the end of the day, that's what matters. That's all that matters. Uh, I'm going to pray over us today, and then we're just going to end in a time of worship. Heavenly Father, I just thank you so much, God, that you love us just the way we are, that you created us all so unique, so different from one another. You place different passions on our hearts, God, and I pray that we use all that you've given us, all that you've uh, equipped us with to bring glory and honor to you. And God, I pray that we will run after faith, peace, love, righteousness, God, that you will use us to bring people in this dark world to you. God, that we will be a light, that we will be joy, we will be a love in the midst of so much trouble. God, I pray that you will use us as Zoe Church to bring people to Jesus. In your name I pray, amen.